Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with the ECS DNA kit by Endocana Health. If you take pride in your canna nerdiness or are just canna curious, this kit empowers you to find more about the best cannabis choices. Right now, you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com using promo code POD25. Your purchase includes the Endo DNA Collection Kit, Endo Decoded Report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestions, and Endo Align products matching in your state. There will also be suggested dosage guidelines and optimum methods for inhalation or usage. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a buy one, get one offer on their Afika soft gel lineup. And since I know that many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afika Unwind, created to support health sleep cycles using patented proprietary formulations of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are in your future. Buy one for yourself and get one for a friend at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at the checkout for 25% off your DNA test kit. Are you interested in hearing inspiring cannabis stories told by real women, moms, and caregivers who are breaking barriers and building businesses in the emerging cannabis industry? This is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Joyce Gerber. I'm a former family law attorney, a mother of two, and I've been talking with women from coast to coast who are leaders in the revolution of cannabis and caregiving. And along with my canna sister, realtor, cancer survivor, and mom, Amy Searles, well, hello there. I'm back. She's back. We have even more exciting news. One minute. But <laughs> we're on a mission to empower women-centric cannabis businesses by sharing their stories and connecting them to you. So today, Amy and I decided that you deserve to learn a little bit more about us. <laughs> so, exciting. Exciting. I know. So time. we literally think about cannabis all day. It's kind of weird and random, but it's true, right? It is true. I talk about it with anyone who will listen. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone, whether it's the, you know, the shop owner, the convenience store person, the guy in Apple selling me something, the Whole Foods person, I give out my cards to everyone. And I always smell like cannabis. So <laughs> I, usually, I usually get the response, oh, that's you that I smell. I'm like, yes, that's me. So that happens a lot. <laughs> So I normally do not. I, I I normally do not smell like cannabis. Yet I still do speak about cannabis ad nauseum to the point where my mother says, "You know an awful lot about pot." <laughs> yes, yes, you do. A can of so, A can of right? I love it. So when Amy and I are working or in the car or whatever, we're always having sort of random little conversations about things. And one of the things we talk about often is about taking care of your uh, smoking equipment. 
Oh, yeah. You know, because no one likes a dirty bong or no, a dirty pipe. Nobody. It's gross. It's gross. It no, is- I don't want to. I don't want to smoke ash. I don't want to smoke an old bowl from like you know yesterday or it's just, even earlier. It's just rude <laughs> and it's nasty. Would you I eat know. off a dirty plate? Would you or yeah? Would you give a dirty coffee cup to someone? Yeah. No. Would a friend come over for a beer and would you leave scum on the bottom and then pour it in? <laughs> I know it's it's lovely. <laughs> So the answer is no, N-O. Get yourself alcohol, some salt, or you could also get a kit, which is what Joyce and I found at Temescal Wellness in Framingham when we were doing a dispensary tour. Which is another fun thing that we get to do because we are the candy moms. <laughs> yeah, we get to schedule our, you know, we get to explore. Explore the world of cannabis, see what's going on locally. And not locally, because I'm in New York right now, and I'm going to go somewhere fun after this. Amy, what was my re- what was my reaction when I saw the cl- we were there, we were talking, and what was my reaction when I saw the cleaning thing? Oh my God, we have to get one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I got one, and I said to the guy, I said, "How many have you sold?" And he's like, "None." I'm like, "None." Well, you know, it was in a bag, and it's hard to see even what it is because it's in some kind of sack. Yeah. So what is it? I think if they displayed it. And people saw how pretty it was. And it's a, they would and, buy it. And it's I a mean, one, it's a one stop shop. So everyone says it's just alcohol <laughs> and salt and swabs no. and wipes, which is true. That is, I am not denying that. But people, yeah. if you are not doing it, you're not going to do it. So if you're picking up right. some weed and you know you're smoking right. out of a dirty bong, just pick up a cleaning kit. It's a reasonable price. You'll have it in your house, and it's just it's sanitary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we talk about health and cannabis as medicine. But if you're using a really gross pipe or a gross one-hitter or old bond water, how could that be good for giving you the cleanest hit? Yeah. It can't. So there you go. It's going to be like a habit. It's like anything. Like we're the moms. You know, just take it as motherly advice. This is going to be a good habit that if you start, you know, cleaning your things, taking care of your things, we say take care of your things, they'll last longer. Because, you know, when you walk into a store and you head shop and you see something beautiful, it's, it's new, it's shiny, it's clean and you have to have it and it's mostly you have to have it because it's new and if you just took your old stuff and cleaned it a little it would look shiny and new too not that i'm opposed to buying new things i buy new things all the time actually you're in new york so tell let's tell us about the stuff that's going on in new york so amy unfortunately has been in new york for weeks i don't know if she's ever coming back but i I am coming back yeah she's had the opportunity to you know explore things that she wasn't able to explore. It's not legal recreational, right, in New York? Right, correct. Uh, but they do correct. have a lot it's of beautiful medical. shops, right? They have a lot of shops, a lot of beautiful things that you've noticed. I mean, honestly, there's a smoke shop on every block. And a lot of them are just, you know, repetition of the same stuff, the same grinders, the same glass pipe. I don't really see anything terribly unique. But until I went to higher standards, where actually they make the kit, I went there and it is a beautiful up. Where is higher standards for people who are listening? Yes, it's in Chelsea Market. Chelsea, is that in Brooklyn? Where is that? No, it's in Manhattan. Oh, it's in Manhattan. Okay. It's in, I'm sorry again. Oh, and Chelsea Market. Chelsea it's Market. It's a great place with, okay. with food and shopping. And there's a beautiful head shop. I mean, it's so inviting and bright. And they have gorgeous stuff like museum quality items. And who was in their they shopping have, game? Everyone, everyone was in there shopping. There was a mom and her daughter shopping, looking at all the stuff. There were, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, it ran the gamut. 
I did not feel weird at all. No. It was open. It was open to everyone. They had like a little seating area in the back with like books and stuff. And you could just sit and relax. Did they have the Higher Etiquette, my favorite book, now by Lizzie Post? No, they like to talk about etiquette. (laughs) I love that book. And they had a stack of them. I was so excited. I think you did send a picture, right. Yeah, I took a picture of that. And they have uh, Jonathan Adler. He has a collaboration with them, and he made beautiful uh, trays. Oh, yeah. Describe how those trays looked. You were sending We'll post those. But what what did they look like, the uh, trays that you were looking at at that store? Oh, the trays. um, They had... um, you know, a woman smoking like just the lips and the smoke was just different colors, like a gradation of colors. Mm-hmm. It was just so pretty. Right. And then there was another rainbow tray, you know, in the shape of a rainbow. That was beautiful. glassware really that you can display all the time it doesn't have to be hidden under the sink <laughs> right and it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a glass barn I no, mean, it's, it a, like it's, a, a, it's a beautiful day. piece it's of piece. art really and yeah, you can art and piece. you can smoke out of it and i actually the other day i sent Damien a picture i had um left it in the bathroom my little nightingale and it blended oh, right yeah. in with my makeup containers <laughs> oh tell it mine is in the kitchen mine is right in the kitchen next to the same colored knives i have a teal a teal bong, and it's next to my block of knives that are also teal, and it just looks so pretty. The, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the um, you know, this. What well, we talk about, this is really a business. You know, this is a an industry that has um, aesthetics. You know, yes, and oh, uh, yeah. level levels. And then, of, um, I'm know. going today. I'm going to uh, Edie Parker. She makes the most expensive, expensive weed accessories. We're talking like twelve hundred dollar carrying cases. Oh, what, are, where, what is this? It's what is it called, Aim? Uh Edie Parker. Yeah. It's and, a store on Bond Street okay. in New York. And okay. she has beautiful cannabis pieces. Like you know, it's like a, like the it's like the Shreves Crump Shreves Crump and Low of like cannabis? Yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> Shreve Crump and Low. No. I would say a little bit more contemporary fun, like maybe like the music art or something okay you know okay not as yeah give you like an idea so yeah i want to go there and i'm gonna take some photos i can't wait okay and another place that i stumbled upon some beautiful accessories is this uh restaurant and cafe butcher's daughter oh yeah you saw me pictures of that too oh Oh, explain that is tell people what you know uh, we're gonna maybe joyce and amy have to go explore new york again and interview some of these people but yeah let's oh yeah talk about talk about that place you found definitely well butcher's daughter is a 
a beautiful uh, restaurant, vegan restaurants. I, I stumbled upon it in L.A. And then I stumbled upon it in Williamsburg. I'm so excited. I literally was driving down the road and I saw it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, was, I made a U-turn and I went in, you know, got coffee and they had, you know, a good green drink for me. But they had weed accessories, like really nice, high-end, pretty. So just like on, 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 for sale, like T-shirts, weed accessories, and you go get something to eat? Is that? <laughs> yeah, no, like more, think more boutique. Okay. Like like the museum, yeah. of, like going to the museum uh, cafe, museum of fine art cafe, like that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these, are, these are my reference points. <laughs> it's a beautiful cafe with tons of greenery and plants, and they have... Uh, a beautiful display case, uh, display case for the bongs and the beautiful pipes. And, you know, they're expensive. You know, nothing's cheap. You know, 150 bucks, 100 bucks. You know, it's... Look at the markets that cannabis is, you know, sprouting into, pushing into. You yeah. Know? Remember, like, head shops? Yeah. Like, the old scary head shops? And then they had to close them down. Couldn't even have a head shop. Yeah. That was prohibition. Head shop. I mean, I feel so funny even calling it a head shop. Like, it just shows, like, my age. You know, yeah. it's like... Does anyone call it a head shop anymore except, like, us old ladies? No, but that's, you know, we have to start. So it's like it's like we were, like, it was put away. Cannabis was put away, you're, you know, for a long time. It was scary, right? And now yeah. we're relearning about it, and that's the last thing we knew about it, head shops. You called it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would say instead of think, so the butcher's daughter, I would think, like, Pier 1, kind of. Okay. Like, everything's, like, white. Uh, bamboo and natural fibers. It feels very natural. Yeah, very light. Yeah, very natural. Yeah, it's it's just so beautiful. And on the tables, they have these flower arrangements with feathers, and oh, it just looks so nice. I love it there so much. I want to I want to move here. So you know, always talk about like packaging. How we're like, you know, the packaging at dispensaries makes us crazy. Have you seen anything in New York? <sighs> That's different. I just, you know, if people, if you haven't been to a dispensary, you get plastic within a bag that's like, you know, right. you know sealed so tightly, okay, so, you have to like cut it off with like the sharpest knife you have in your house. And it just, it's really okay. hard to get it. <laughs> you can't and, even imagine what I got my weed in from this delivery guy. Anyway, the packaging is terrible. He, <laughs> I buy, I bought a bunch of eggs in these like acrylic containers that I think you can get at like the container store and different colors. And then he puts, the label around it and that label has is stuck on there like glue so you have to literally find like something sharp to get in there it, it's impossible to open i literally almost took a hammer i'm not kidding you and just smash it it's a joke and then wait the pre-roll containers at um well this is in boston the pre-rolls oh they yeah put the, i oh, with yeah. the, the sticker on the sticker they put over it so you can't open it. And then they put a sticker around it to reinforce the sticker. It is impossible <laughs> to get that off. I literally take my teeth and I bite it open. So these are, so these are, if anyone had not been this, this is like a medical dispensary. So you're not feeling well. And you're like, you're getting this product to help with some kind of pain. And you can't get it. Or anger or anxiety. I'm going <laughs> to break a tooth. I'm going to break a tooth. I have to bring it in there. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> say which dispenser it is, but I have to bring it in and ask them how how am I supposed to open this without a scissor? It's impossible. <laughs> you can't get the sticker off. So, anyway, so every, I'm on my so, I'm on my soapbox. I, so basically, okay, I have seen I have not seen any great packaging here. Okay, you know, one, I'm not getting it from a dispenser. I'm getting it from a guy with a briefcase. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but like just the <laughs> idea that plastic. 
we can make stuff that's made of plastic out of hemp. Why, where is this yes. stuff? Where are you? Where are you people, you innovative, creative, scientific people? Why is it not existing yet? <laughs> Anything that is made out of plastic can be made with hemp. Every single thing. Yes. And it could just, I mean, well, you know, there's too many people. You know, there's greed, there's money, and there's powers that are, you know, out of our control. You know, this habit. You know, we didn't always use plastic. Right. It took a while to get it into our systems. It's going to take a really long time to get it out. But I think cannabis yeah. should be a leader. <sighs> we should be a leader. Okay. This packaging thing situation, is, this, there's got to be a movement. It's insanity. We're like, Can, but, Cannabis can save the planet. Not if we're, sit, right? not if we're like throwing out teeny tiny plastic non-recyclable bottles. <laughs> or Ugh. maybe they are recyclable, well, but no one's recycling them. I have to show you one of the cases. Uh, maybe I'll video it because it is impossible to get open. Is it, is it as bad as that one I had at the um, the MJ BizCom? Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's worse. It's worse because, yeah, you, you need a secondary tool to help you, like a secondary sharp tool because you can't get the label off and you cannot take the lid off of the little acrylic square jar container. Like when, we're, like when we were at Vegas, I know you like to talk about Vegas, yeah. so let's just go right I there. I know you love. I want to go back <laughs> right gonna... now, knowing here. <laughs> but I didn't say anything even at that enormous, crazy trade show about packaging. No. Well, I mean, there was some, but yeah. there wasn't, it was still, like maybe, no. maybe because the regulations are so strict and like how they have to be sealed. I'm imagining that's part of it. Right. Yeah. But why not just do glass? You know, like the, the place that we got that pretty, um, the pretty tray it was that opens up oh, a flower. flower. Yeah. Yeah, that we just did the favorite thing. Yeah. You know, that's paper and glass. There you go. But I, I mean, I'm imagining glass is just more expensive. And I... I know, but you could reuse that. You could recycle the tray if you want, recycle yeah. the outer box, and then you have a really pretty jar that you could use for other things. And I want those jars, by the way. They are pretty. I want every one. <laughs> All right, so that, we are, we, we're on a mission. If anyone is anyone out there is listening and knows of any products or is working on any products or is like as concerned as Amy and I seem to be about the issues around packaging, you know, get in oh. touch with us. We'd love to talk to you. You know, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Because yes, you know, yes, we yes. like to talk about cannabis all day long, and that's one of the things we do talk about. All right, so right. let's Vegas. So, like, oh, let's want to talk about our friend Stormy Simon. Oh, sure. Well, what, we're excited that. Uh, she is now the CEO of High Times Magazine. I mean, that's that's just such a huge accomplishment, and I'm very excited. What do you, you think? Know, I'm glad to have met her. I'm proud to have met her, too. I'm yeah. glad to have heard her speak. She was inspiring. It's nice when you meet and, the real people. Like, and you see, you know, you see them on, you know, her social media presence. You see where she is. But, you know, right. we actually met her in person, heard her talk, sat down and hung out with her in the garage. Right. <laughs> and you know she's just a really down-to-earth person like every other weed person that i've met you know the exception of there's always someone yeah but most weed people are pretty awesome high times don't you kind of think of high times as like a dude magazine like when i think i do think of it as a, yeah like yeah. it's sort of high times has been off my radar because i remember was, it was it ever on your radar you know <laughs> pictures of pictures of buds you know it just didn't appeal to me it wasn't it didn't yeah. speak to me. Yeah, that's how I think of it. Yeah, so I'm wondering if there's going to be yeah. a whole different vibe change of like, is it a, is it actually like a physical magazine or is it just an online thing? See, I should know I this. Think it's a, I think it's still a physical magazine oh. and it's also online. Right? I don't think they gave up the I'm time. so old, I read newspapers and I do, I actually get um Rolling Stones 
because I got it for Josh, but I actually read you it. Do. Yeah, it's like the only reason oh, I know anything funny. about music. <laughs> I am so sick of getting any paper and magazines into the house because I don't need them. I, I want to, but it just doesn't happen. I have too many other things going on. Yeah, no, it's, it's dangerous. Magazines and paper—they can cause hoarding. I can see that. It's like, yeah. Big sigh. I'm living it. I'm living it right now. <laughs> So anyway, I just want to say my mom, she's, you know, in a rehab. Oh, yeah. Amy's had a hard time, too, people. So just, uh, she's oh, had yeah, a yeah. No, crazy no, I'm couple fine. weeks. No, my point, yeah. uh, my point about this is that the nurses at the hospitals that we've been going to, they love to give narcotics. Oh, yeah. They put, oh, yeah, that's they true. We're talking about that, right? Narcotics, yeah. Like you would not believe. Tylenol with codeine. Yep. Pramadol. Yep. Um, they're ready to give my mom anything. And and, and she just wants an Advil. To she's get in a little pain. Advil, yeah. they have, it's not in the order. So she, they have to page a doctor. The doctor has to then put it in. So meanwhile, my mom's in pain. She doesn't want to take narcotics. Like hours later, she gets an Advil. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing her Advil next time. What's your, what's your mom? They, what, 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 did your mom have a connection to cannabis? Your mom is not a cannabis fan, right? No, she, no, it's not part of her life. Yeah. Uh, but she does use CBD cream. Oh, she is now, yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah, she loves. She uses Healing Rose products. Of course, they Healing Rose, our friend out. Healing Rose. <laughs> yeah, she, we're gonna, we're she loves spreading, them. Spreading the gospel. I, I, I buy them all the time, especially if they have a special on sale, and the, and they just did. Yeah. So I ordered a whole bunch, and I just send it right to her. And she just uses oh, it so all. Oh, so and time. Did, did that take her a while to convince her to use it, or was that something she took up right away? No, that she'll she'll use right away. But I keep telling her to take the CBD oil mm-hmm. that I bought her from from Irie Bliss Wellness. Yes, <laughs> we're just gonna like sherry, in the next I mean, in the next twenty five you know, minutes. I, we're gonna get everybody out there. We're gonna have like Sherry. We're gonna have Sandy. <laughs> and the thing is, I have I have good people, good consultants. Well, that's I mean, what you know. That's what you've been learning by people being, I trust. Yeah, that's what you've been learning from being like in this world for the you know thinking about cannabis endlessly. Uh, exactly, and then. You know, she just won't take the CBD oil. Oh, oh, well. And then she meets, so one of her physical therapists happens to be a CBD distributor. So <laughs> what, what does that mean? So she's a, basically a CBD salesperson. And then she started telling me things that were really incorrect. Mm. That's, a, that's the thing about I, the product, right? I, I wanted to just shoot myself. But I didn't say anything because she was very passionate. I yeah. said one thing to correct her, and that was the end of it. What were the things so, that she was saying that were wrong? She said THC is a hallucinogen, and it only affects the head and doesn't do anything for the body. Really? I wanted to just die. I'm like, okay. <laughs> did she talk about the endocannabinoid system? A little bit, not really. Uh, she did talk. Yeah, she talked about the endocannabinoid system a little, but well, then I she just, had a mis. Then if she could actually understand that, then she had a misunderstanding of how you know the molecules work with the receptors. Right. That's unfortunate. I mean, this, it's a side thing, and she's a salesperson. Yeah, that's what I mean, happened. I, I looked at I looked at what what it is she's doing, and it's like one of these multimedia marketing yeah. type things to sell CBD. And yeah. you know, if you sell a certain amount, you get a trip. You know, all yeah. That, that was like the fine. thing that uh, there's actually the yeah. thing that Barbara Frerich said that like don't get into anymore. Like if everyone sells the same right. product, just you know, the next thing is CBD is going to be an ingredient right. in things like yeah. you know drinks or yeah. you know the the future. Yeah. That's why you have to listen to us because you'll know the future. exactly and you know there was something else that i said about cbd you know sort of um you know if you have too much thc too much of an edible yeah if you take cbd that helps yeah you know it helps uh decrease the thc you know you know however you're feeling 
And, you know, she just didn't know about that. And then she just, you know, said, oh, there's just not enough info about it. Yeah, you know, I, mean, that, I mean, that is the truth. There's not I mean, enough studies, which is true, true. But it's just that people don't know enough. So, you know, people are starting from zero. And, right. you know, like, th- like you know, like, think of what you knew a year ago and what you know now. And think of what we're going to know in a few more years that we have no idea even exists right now. So, you know, we're all trying to keep up. It's the idea that there's no one who's an expert right, yeah. in this. You know, if you want to look. No for... one is an expert. It's true. I'm not an expert either. Well, no one's an expert. It's absurd. You know, but we're, we're trying our best. Like I, when I talk to my friend, you know, now this is really a business for us. So we're talking about our friends like, you know, how we're going to finance it and sponsor it. And I talk to women, business women who are helping me. And I forget yeah. that people don't know. And they are very. Right. They're very interested in what I have to say, and they think I'm very knowledgeable. Whereas I know the people who are actually knowledgeable, and I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, there's people that know so much more than me. I I don't sound knowledgeable enough. But you know, you know we know we're. Gen- I say I'm a generalist. You know, it's kind of like when I practice law. You know, I'm I'm right. a family law attorney, but I'm more of a generalist, and I know where to send people if they need more information. But for the most yeah. part, on a superficial yeah. level. We can talk about this from cosmetics to criminal justice on a pretty superficial level and, you yeah. know, and then refer you to yeah. people who know more and try to guide people yeah. to places that have good information. That's part of this. Right. And and like those yeah. beautiful products that we're finding. And how do you you know, how do you how do you incorporate it into your life? Like you've got your mom to use it in a way that you maybe never thought you would. Right. That is true. You know, I have water soluble drops. I'm thinking I should bring them in and put a drop in her water. Yeah. CBD. I mean, CBD, not THC. I'm not going to screw up. Yeah, no, I, I like the CBDs. Like I, those those products I got from um, Sandy. Like the, um, I use on my yeah. face. It's like they're yeah, so versatile. Yeah. You can literally use them anywhere. Anywhere, <laughs> like, it's true. Your hands are a little dry. Your you know face is a wrinkle. <laughs> you you feel like you need to like re you know <laughs> balance yourself during the day. It's like whatever. I know what can it do? What can it do? What can it do? Well, we'll find out soon when we know more. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. I don't know. Uh, let's see. All right. So we did talk a little bit about Vegas. Anyone else you want to talk about besides Stormy, who we've been following? My friend, uh, let's see. Well, she wasn't there, but um, Samantha Montanero from Tokativity. She's, oh, she's so great. She's got a lot of stuff going out there on the West Coast. And you know what I was so excited about? What? That she liked my bong picture, <laughs> my oh, bong quilt. I... <laughs> Your bong quilt is beautiful, and I can't believe you did that in a few weeks. Yeah, it's really, like, it's remarkable. You were so focused, obsessed. Yeah. So, um, so oh, if anyone hasn't gorgeous. seen it, it's it's up, and we're talking about it. And somehow, somebody out there is going to get it for some money, of yeah. course. But we haven't figured this out yet. <laughs> it could be a raffle. It. it could be a auction. You know, you tell us what you want. Um, anyways, I if you've seen it and you <laughs> like it, it's a real deal. I really do make that. I'm a little old fashioned. I really, literally do quilt, and uh, yes, this you know, and, and yeah, you're so talented. I don't know if it's talented, really? but you know, I took this actually. I took this online test the other day, and it said I was 100 percent logical and a zero percent creative, and I was like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little oh, creative. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, you know what I wanted to talk about real quick. I'm looking for my photos to remind me of things. So I went to this other place in Williamsburg called uh, Love Only, and they have these ceramic pipes that look is, like is this. A, oh, I saw that. Is so, that a store? That was a store, right? Yeah, it's a store. Yeah, it's a store. That was a little <laughs> disturbing. So funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that's a way to get people to smoke or to get people not to smoke. I don't know. But, you know, you're, you're literally like sucking on a nipple. Although, 
That's true. I'm That's weird. It. It's so bizarre. I, I, I have people who look who don't really smoke and they see the pipes, like little pipes. They think it feels like you're smoking like a penis. They think it feels like a penis That's, pipe. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's all. We've talked about that. Oh, a, yeah. Penis it's pipe. All, or the bong. The penis bongs. The bongs are like so aggressive, which again is why we love my bud vase because they yeah, are yeah, not yeah, totally. like that. They feel like um, something like a glass, like you'd be drinking a glass of wine or something or something, you know, not so aggressive. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, you got not it. Not so male. Yeah. More feminine. That's mm-hmm. all. Anyway, so do you think those were marketed? Who do you think those were marketed for? Those breast pipes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and what was the inspiration <laughs> behind them? You know. <laughs> I, know. I know. I couldn't even believe it. You know, all different colored nipples. You know, different skin tones. I mean, I found them horrifying, <laughs> but funny. You know, but it's I'm true. Like, nope. Well, that's kind of like the thing: horrifying and honey. They go together, huh? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, so I'll hit another another smoke shop today just to check it out. Why not? And when do you think and... you're gonna when are you gonna be back in Massachusetts, back in the Commonwealth? Because we wanna go like when we know Ellen is feeling better, we wanna go out to uh where her yes. store is out in the middle of well, I don't even know. Is Millis? Is that the middle of Massachusetts? I don't know where that is. You know, Wade will South, take us. South Borough. Isn't South Borough near Worcester? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that makes sense, right? What's yeah. the capital? Yeah. <laughs> what we want to do? We have to do like a road trip because we haven't. That's what we do. That's the other thing that the Canada moms do. We like, you know, a couple times a month, take a road trip. First, we start in our own towns, right? Cambridge, yeah, Austin, always. Somerville. We can even yep. list off all the ones we've been to. And yeah. then, <laughs> and then a couple of weeks ago, we were headed a little bit west. We went to Framingham. That was great. That was, that a, was good a nice one. one. And uh, and we were having. Oh, we went to that one in. Um... Woburn. Oh yeah, Woburn. That was very. Yeah, they're all. But what we were noticing because it was right after we come back from Vegas, and when we were in Vegas, the whole experience of going to dispensaries is very different. You know, it's 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 almost welcoming. It's actually welcoming. I was going to say that I just I thought that word. It's welcoming. It's like come on in. Yeah. Take, take it's, a shuttle bus. Yeah. This is for you. Choose me. Choose me. Yeah. Look, it's pretty. It's inviting. It's engaging. Come on in. In Massachusetts, it is not like that. <laughs> not at all. You can't even find the door half the time. It's, yeah. <laughs> the Davis Square one, um, Sierra Naturals, that one was really, you go down the stairs, through a tunnel, to another <laughs> door, and once you get out, I mean. You got to go into one entrance and out another. It was like a secret passageway. It's like It was like Harry Potter's world, like. If you could find the door, it would magically <laughs> open after you showed your picture to a little box on the side. It was not welcoming. Not welcoming. No. <laughs> right. You press a button, show your card to a, to a wall. <laughs> and there might be a security person walking back and forth just to make you feel that much more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, a cop. I know. So the place in Woburn, it was giant. So a warehouse-sized room with a tiny little desk, a tiny little station. It was the weirdest thing. You walk in and it's like, there's nothing in there. It was like big open space and a tiny little desk, you know. It was so weird. This is a whole world now. Like, there are actually, like, people out there who, this is their, their new living, like um, interior designers right. and people who are doing just... Yeah, whoever just, designed that one was, I mean, come they, on. They were, I, maybe you they need... thought there were going to be, like, lines of people. Like, I don't know what they thought was going to be going on in that big space. Like, maybe they think it's going to be convertible into, like, space for like entertaining or i don't know no I one mean, can, no one can go in there how could you one couch yeah. in a giant warehouse it's like 
Yeah. <laughs> that was the worst design I've ever seen, you know, and there was no one in there. Before. Yeah. So I think, but, you know, I think some of these places are limited by where they're being placed. Like we went to the one, you know, like some of them are in old right. office buildings. Some of them are actually like in industrial areas. So these spaces they're renting are probably pretty big and a little yeah. bit tricky to convert. <laughs> I just, yeah. you know, and, and, and the flip side is that, you know, the, the upscale cannabis dispensaries are displaying cannabis like jewelry, like as if you're going into a fine jewelry store. And yeah. I, I haven't quite seen that here yet. No. Yeah. Oh. Well, Actually, you know, um, Aposca in Arlington has them in cases okay. like that. But, but you know, there's a few cases. You know, we're talking about Vegas where there's like 20 cases. Do you and, know what I mean? And they probably like, display, so, they have so many different products. I mean, maybe because it is a, uh, they are right, allowed, right. They're, they're, it's a bigger, they have a bigger field of products to choose from. I mean, they're all from Nevada because right. you can't, no interstate commerce yet. But they just right. had a broader array of products that you could um, look at so maybe that's why they had the beautiful cases because you really wanted to show them off because a lot of this is you know it's getting, it's getting packaging at this point and like what is totally. your vibe like you know what like we talk about the women industry and the the flower that amy was yeah. talking about a couple of weeks ago just how beautiful oh, it yeah. is and how its aesthetic was really focused on us oh totally there's one with flamingos and palm leaves and another really cool like modern print i mean every print like spoke to me yeah. I'm like I love this company. Yeah, I'm a I'm a sucker for pretty packaging. Seriously, anything, makeup. The marketing people I know mean, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they know their target when they put something pink or you know, a heart. Yeah. So, <laughs> a you, know, you know, this is a, this, this, cannabis is a business just like any other business. So you know, we just, our it's products like, here are limited, but it is it's a very different experience going into a dispensary in Massachusetts. But you know, maybe as a progresses and we're going to start moving west like we're going to go visit um com can so yeah we're going to go further west and then we got to go to holyoke well, we got to go to worcester because worcester is the cannabis capital of um, america or at least massachusetts <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah, yeah. And we yeah all... there's so many places we need to go i i wish my medical card would work here that would have been a fun day oh yeah that would be a good day for you to walk yeah exactly i would have really enjoyed that in new york thanks yeah, well, I mean, you know, Thanks, New York. we'll be telling our grandkids these stories when cannabis is just like a regular old boring product that nobody cares about how difficult it was to get it and no crossing state lines and how grandma was stuck in New York taking care of great grandma. <laughs> and, and ran out of weed. And, and ran out of weed. Put the call out to Facebook. Does anyone have a 420 connection? And someone miraculously came through. Because that is the power of the cannabis community. We do not let each other down. <laughs> That's right. And it was a woman that that reached out to me, of course, who's like awesome. Yes. And no one else got in touch with me. It's, it's still a strange world. It's still a little bit, um, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. But, you know, we do I talk. Know. Until it's legal here. I think until it's legal, I think people will... People are still going to be in the cannabis closet. Yeah. But people talk. I mean, yeah. don't people talk? I mean, now that I, like, still last night I was here at the podcast garage and I was learning how to pitch our show. And, oh, uh, that's it was, nice. It was really fun. And I met a bunch oh, of other podcasters fun. who were, you know, doing their own really interesting things. And uh, oh. everybody likes the pitch. You know, they like the idea. You know, everyone's got a cannabis story. We talk about this ad nauseum. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a story. I mean, everybody sure. has a story. And that, you know, everyone. you know, no, and it, it I think I used to think people were making this up, but you know, it, it is true. Like it just connects to so many different people in so many different ways. Oh yeah. The floor guy who came to look at the floor, you know, cause I'm redoing the floor in my mom's house. Mm -hmm. You know, I told him what I do and he said he had a relative who used it for his 
uh, his illness, you know, and then he started talking about it. And yeah, so there you go. You, you, all you have to do is say it and it gives permission to other people to talk about it and normalize it. And, and that's why we have to keep talking about it to every single person. Which is a transparency issue. But, um, you know, right. sometimes transparency like comes back and haunts you. Although I think that we finally got a bank who's going to bank with us, Amy. We may. Hey, <laughs> no way. That's exciting. Okay, good. So, good, good, good. For anyone who hasn't been following the, the saga of the Canada Mom Show trying to get a bank yeah. account. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't touch cannabis. We talk about it and we still can't get a lender. We can't get Not a even bank. a lender. I t- we just want to open up a place to put our yeah, money. We don't, that right, we, we don't we... want to borrow any money. <laughs> We just want to put money in it. But they think, like, we're going to be money laundering with, like, the $500 that'll be in there. You know, $1,000. Which we like, wish. We that. wish we had $1,000. So anyone wants to give us $1,000 to put to our, our new bank account, you you could get the bond quilt. Hey. Oh, I love that. If you want to donate $1,000. No, no, man. I think it has to be higher, it. higher, higher. I think it needs a little bit more. Oh. It's a couple of months. Right, five, need to... Yeah, you're right. You took you three weeks. 5000 <laughs> We're negotiable. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere between, if you want to donate somewhere between 1000 and $5,000 so that our show can keep going until 2021. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, because right now we are volunteering. Yeah. You know, this is a volunteer position right now. But we so. are not, we, we want, we, you know, we the idea is to grow our audience. You are our audience. We want you to listen to us because we're entertaining and we want you to be introduced to all the amazing women who are building these businesses across the state so you will mark you will buy their stuff and be part of their yeah. their networks too. So that's the goal. So I think that we're needed. You would you want us to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a new way of doing business. It's a new business model. You know, it's women to women, business to business. We need that. Women need the help. You know, business to consumer. The business world yeah. Yeah, 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 is yeah. yeah. It it's constructed for men to be successful. Period. Oh, which and, actually you know, like that perfectly goes into my my thing I was going to do for my um my favorite thing hey. this week, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you need to talk about that. Talk okay, about okay. I have a couple get minutes. It, get it off your. Get off my chest. All out. right. So, um, anyone who has not paid attention, you know, I'm a middle, I'm a middle aged woman. I um, was a lawyer, and now I do a podcast about cannabis pot, basically. So I was having some sort of midlife crisis, obviously, <laughs> and I <Yep>. had. <laughs> Not I, I was born in 1965. I'm in the beginning of the Gen X uh, generation. Um, we are uh, very well educated. We have raised our children. We were the um, product of the feminist who said you could do it all. We believed them. We tried. We failed. Yep. And we kind of felt crappy about it. <laughs> right. Like, why aren't we successful? Yeah. You know, what happened along the way? Like, Right, our image of success and what it means to be a success. Really warped. Like, you know, I was raised on Mary Tyler Moore and that girl and uh, free yep. to be you and me. <laughs> you could be anything. You could do anything oh, the boys did. Free to be you and me. Yeah, I love that. I was yep. brainwashed. Were you brainwashed too? <laughs> I was totally brainwashed. That's why I went to a really good college. Me too. And, yeah, I went to Cornell, you know. And, you know, supposedly, you know, you have to go to a really good school because then you get a really good, good job. job. Yeah. Not. Not. That did not happen. I worked at a health club <laughs> right out of college. And I was like an administrative person at a hospital. And then I ended up working at a cat hospital for eight years of my life. I just totally gave. You know, Your life. You have a marriage that's together still you have a child yeah. you survived cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. you're educated and you know and i have 
done a lot of things and I still have always kind of felt like this weird failure and what I've understood after reading this woman's book I mean I think I came to it before it but she kind of validated like every page was me so the book is called since I've been talking about it I should say the name yeah it's called why we can't sleep women's new midlife crisis by Ada Calhoun so what I understand after my random midlife crisis which landed me here talking about pot (laughs) is that I am not a failure because I can't hold down a job and keep my marriage together and raise children and be part of my community and get an education. I took the bar when I was six <laughs> months pregnant and I passed. Right, right. <laughs> but when I had that child, that first child, there were no structures set, it, set up for me to take care of myself, my child, and my family. And I was told I had a choice, but that was no yeah. choice. That was not a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and right. so- for many years, I felt bad that I couldn't do it all without understanding that no one can do it all. And the truth of it is that we are exceptional. Our entire generation is exceptional. We did all that stuff that our mothers right. told us we could do. They knew we couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it. And then there was no support enough for us to do, you know, to be the Charlie girl. Like... <laughs> No one takes care of your kids. No one else takes care of your parents when they're old. Someone has to take care of people. Women, because we have vaginas, we have to take care of people. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And now I have to take care of my mom and I have to take care of my kid. And how how is anyone supposed to work a full-time job doing that too? It's impossible. And and keep your marriage together. This is true. This is a true story. So when I was in my third year of law school and I was going to do it all, and I was like four or five months pregnant, my friend Kathy and I went to a women and lawyers luncheon where I thought I would be inspired by these women leaders who had, you know, gone ahead of me and would tell me how this would work. And yeah. in my mind, it is like the the witches of Eastwick. Like all I remember. Oh, God. It's like each one of them talking about how their marriages failed. Like they were like partners oh. in law firms or they had made it to the top of the law career. There weren't many other women who had done it and they were there. They'd done it. <laughs> how their marriages had failed or their kids were like distanced or on drugs. I, I, it was like a litany mm-hmm. of things that went on. And then horror I Horror story after horror story. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have a baby and a law degree. What am I going to do? Right. What, do you, right what, I mean, what was the point? You know? What was the what, point? What was the point? I, I don't know. Anyway, so... That this the choice was like it never felt like a choice. Like I end up dropping out. I tell this story all the time. I tell young women not to drop out, but I literally didn't know what to do. I had a baby and a law degree, and I had no place to put the baby. And I wasn't even sure I wanted to be a lawyer. And if I was gonna work eighty hours, maybe I'd like want to see my kid. I don't know. I'd never been a mother before. <laughs> I had no idea. Hey, you know, right? You know, do you want, I mean, do you want someone else raising your kid, or do you want to raise your kid? I I, I totally understand. Some people have to put their kids in daycare. I get it. But it isn't. But, know, that, but, but that's. But the whole point hard. of this book is like the idea that this entire generation of us, like we've been running around like chickens with our heads cut off, feeling like failures. Feeling like failures because right because of uh, job success. I think. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think it's money. It's like the monetizing your time. Money. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever. Anyways, it was just it 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 hit a nerve, and I just like that the fact that my generation of women is feeling like we aren't good enough makes me so sad. So I want to, you know, it's a shout out everyone. Dineshers, we're awesome. We are not invisible. Are or maybe awesome. we are invisible. That's my superpower. I say that all the time. I'm the middle child in a middle generation. Like, no one sees me, but that doesn't matter. We get to do what we want. <laughs> no one's paying attention. Joyce, I see you. <laughs> 
I'm paying attention to you, you know? I don't know. I'm, I've sort of, I've accepted that I am not going to be a career person. Oh, yeah. I've come, I've come there. I mean, yeah. I don't know how, I, I just don't know how to do especially when I have to drive my kids to school 6.40 in the morning and pick them up at one forty. It's like, yes, I could send him home on the bus and whatever, but then I lose that time with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the time like, is short. Like, like you know, that. like, because now I'm, I'm an empty nester, so just, that time I is like important. Uh, you know. Oh, well, you're an empty nester? If you want to go pick him up from school, that'd be great. <laughs> nope, I'm, I'm free now. I can talk about <laughs> pong the cannabis. All right, so actually, I mean, that's our time. I think we're almost done. So, can wow. you believe it? All right. So again, so yeah, I'm going to totally I, believe it. We we talk like this all the time. Literally our life. Okay. This is what we do in the car. And maybe if you want to, if you want to support the Canada Mom Show, you can spend a day with us and to see how, how what it's like. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, if you want to go on a dispensary tour with us, if you have your card, or we could just do recreational ones. Oh yeah. Or you want to learn yeah. how to make a quilt? Reach out to us. <laughs> all right. I gotta go. I gotta go. Okay. So. Just again, I yes. want to plug the book, Why We Can't yeah. Sleep by Ada Calhoun. If you are a woman who's having some kind of transitional moment in your life and you feel like you're not good enough, read the book where it's a whole generation of us. We're bonding. We're here together. We're here for you. Yeah, and, we're, and we're beyond good enough. We're beyond. We are exceptional. We are exceptional. Um, all right. We're exceptional. Yeah. We are going to do something with that bong quilt. Check it out. I think I might start a new hashtag, bong quilt. Amy, can you do oh, that I for love me? I that. Yeah. Quilt. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to yeah. do that. Um, hashtag bong quilt. Hashtag bong quilt. Look out for it, you know. Uh, <laughs> so for my co-host and Canada sister, Amy Searles, who we all know a lot better after today's Get to Know Your <laughs> Host Show, I want, to, I want to thank the Podcast Garage in Austin, Mass. Josh Lampkin for writing and performing the Canamom theme music. Ooh, our new podcast partner, Pod. 617 the boston Ooh. podcast network check them out big things ahead for us our yeah, business I team know. here yeah kelly dolan kim kramer and laurie lennon they're getting us you know revved up christine mm-hmm. winship for helping us find that great cannabis story about lev parson and his cannabis attorney i haven't actually oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that will be in the Thanks. notes in. Thanks. Bye. And if you have a, you know, if you have something you want to spy on, let us know. Hashtag us. Find us. Whatever you do. And <laughs> find us on Instagram, I guess. And yeah. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cannamom Show, where we are empowering women in the cannabis industry and crushing that cannabis stigma one can of story at a time. Amy. I'm Amy Searles. <laughs> Please follow us on social media. And subscribe everywhere or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And I am your host, Joyce Gerber, and this is The Cannamom Show. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, 
Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.